Joining us now, he is the winner of the North and South Men's Championship. Tyler Stefacci joins us. Tyler, welcome into the golf shop. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. So, uh, first off, it's a uh, it's a family thing apparently because uh, your grandfather's name is on the trophy twice. So, I got to ask you, how does it feel to uh, to get the name up there again? And he's got it twice. Do, do you go for another one? Uh, I, I might next year. It just depends on how I play in college. But uh, yeah, I mean, winning the North South has kind of always been my dream. I've, I mean, I've been going to Pinehurst ever since I was a little kid. And I remember very, very young, but my dad played in the North South in the early 2000s and we kind of traveled with him there. So I've always been around that golf tournament and I played the U.S. Kids World at Pinehurst and just kind of fell in love with the place and with all the family history um, and just kind of being around, looking at the names on the the plaque and inside the clubhouse seeing grandpa Frank's name up there. It's, it's pretty cool. And this has kind of been on my mind for, for a while. I never thought I'd get the chance because I was planning on turning professional after this college season. So I thought my chances had kind of dried up, but got, got kind of a, I guess a fort kind of a fortunate break, which this wasn't going on, but to have the opportunity to play again was great. And kind of coming down the stretch, knowing I had a, chance to make history with grandpa frank was kind of cool yeah and uh you know obviously one of the uh, most prestigious uh tournaments in the country in terms of uh amateurs uh, and obviously played at the uh, historic pinehurst um you know what was it like because there's not too many events for amateurs right now because of of, of the virus and all of the uh, things that are going on a lot of events have been getting canceled uh you know, it's it's got to be an interesting time to get, not only get into one of these things, uh, but have to follow certain protocol. So, what was different from this uh, from a normal event? Um, I mean, usually in amateur events, I mean it's very laid back. Everyone kind of hangs out together. Um, you have that core group of ten to fifteen guys that you're kind of spending a lot of time with, and like the north south, me and Bartley Forrester and Noah Norton, we all, we both stayed in a, we're all three of us stayed in a house on number five and we all live with each other. So it's fine, but kind of stuck in the bubble and North South did a great job of kind of making sure you weren't out there too long after you're around, not too, not too early before you're around. So they, they did a great job of making a really safe environment for everybody. And I feel like everyone in the tournament really enjoyed themselves. It, it kind of sucked not being able to hang out with your friends and stuff like that, but it's kind of the price of the time we're in and they just handled it phenomenally. Um, but the tournament's coming up. I think they're going to kind of follow what the North South did. And I think a couple, couple are going to take safer, safer approaches like the Palmetto am next, next week's not really allowing you to warm up and stuff like that, but they're, everyone's handling differently in their own way and there's really no wrong way to do it but yeah they're every term is doing the right thing man no warm-up us old guys would have a tough time with that <laughs> yeah us young guys just a couple balls and we're ready to go that's right yeah all right so <laughs> whenever we talk to people that have won uh you know any kind of match play event uh you know multiple rounds and so forth 
there's always seems like there's that one match where you didn't have your best stuff and but you got away with it. Did you have that in any of these matches? I did. I uh I played Jonathan in the second round and uh we we both just didn't play great. It was it was still a phenomenal match. I mean, we were just picking up par putts cuz one of us were putting for double and stuff like that and it was it was not great golf, but I think I shot about 77. I thought I shot, I probably would have shot 80 if we putted everything out. But towards the end of the stretch, the last, I don't know, five holes, we really started getting into a groove and played some good golf coming down. And I had to, I had to make like an eight foot slider on the last hole to not go into extra holes. So, but that was one of those matches that if you played someone that was playing good, I, I definitely would have gotten knocked out. Um, but I played Joe in the afternoon that round, and he Joe is a phenomenal player. He played really well, and I think we both shot one or two under, and that, that match came down to the last hole too. So it kind of shows that you could play bad in, the, play bad in one round and play really good in the other and not, not win. It's just kind of – depends on depends on uh who you're playing yeah you know and the other thing too is uh you know obviously 36 holes to get into match play you opened up with a a 67 so that puts you in really good shape is that one of those things that where you know at some point you go all right just don't screw up the second round I mean does that kind of thought ever enter your mind or you just out there trying to uh to negotiate things as best as possible it's actually funny you said that, but I mean, so I played really poorly in the practice round. I didn't really have much confidence going into the first round. And, um, me and me and Bart actually talked before and he gave me, he, Bart knows my game almost as good as anyone. And he gave me a good thought and played really good. The first round shot 67, pretty stress-free. And then I started off on number two. I really wasn't thinking about the cut. Because I had I hadn't really looked at the leaderboard because usually in the north south if you shoot better than 144 you're in the cut pretty good and I played really good in the front I think I shot even and then I was like maybe one over going to 16 and kind of I heard someone say that it didn't really affect me much but they said one over might make and I was like oh gosh I'm I'm kind of not on the cut line but. You know, Pinehurst, 15, 16, 17, 18 are pretty tough holes. And I had a putt on 16. I I missed literally a – had to be a 12-inch putt. I was like, oh, gosh, here we go. But <laughs> after that, I hit, I hit some good shots coming down the stretch and birdied the last. And it kind of – it went from being on the cut to 18 having a birdie putt, trying to make it to get a better seed. So it was definitely some mixed emotions throughout that last 18. Yeah, you're like, man, you know, you bogey 16, you miss that little putt. You're like, oh, God, if I bogeyed 17 and 18, I might be in, like, a playoff with, like, you know, 100 guys for three spots. Exactly. It was, I mean, the field this year was, it's probably the best field. I played in the tournament five times, and it it was just really jam-packed. And for 141 to be in a playoff on those two courses was pretty unbelievable. I mean, they're... I mean, number four, people think it's easier than number two, but it's every bit as hard if they set it up right. So, I mean, it was really good competition, and stroke play was really hard to get out of for sure. 
Again, we're talking with the uh, champion of the North-South Amateur, Tyler Stefacci. And Tyler, um, you know, we, we've heard about U.S. Open and the USGA, and, you know, they're, they're letting amateurs in by exemptions only. Obviously, there's no qualifying to go through, which is disappointing. Um, but obviously they're, they're talking about certain exemptions still being available and those being based on ranking points. Uh, you got any shot to get into the U.S. Open based on ranking points? I have a very outside shot, um, but, I mean, the people that will make the U.S. Open would be very deserving, and I think I'd probably have to win one or two tournaments for the rest of the summer to even have a chance, but I'm just kind of work, focused on just playing good golf and put myself in positions to win, and if that happens, it happens, but it, that's kind of, it's in my control, but it's kind of, it's not really in the back of my mind. I'm just trying to play good golf. You know, last week we talked to the winner of uh, the um, the Myrtle Beach Collegiate, and it was interesting. He is at UNCW, and he is going to be a junior academically, but because he had an injury, he's going to be a freshman in terms of actually uh, the golf team. So <laughs> what what's your status at Georgia Tech, and uh, what does kind of the future hold for you? And it does it depend really on if you get to play or not? Yeah, so, I mean, again, going into I – I would have never thought I'd be coming back for my – for a fifth year, but I talked to Coach and the people in my close circle back home, and we all kind of agreed that coming back was was the right play, not just because of the PGA Tour University, but, I mean, ending the season how it did, it kind of just left a very sour taste in all our mouths. And I our, – our, my main focus for next year is to win national championship. I mean, that's why I'm coming back, and it'll be kind of cool to do that with the boys. A couple of the guys might not come back that were seniors, but I think we still should have a good shot. But I will be coming back next year for sure. You know, and that begs the other question, too, because I, I believe the year didn't count for eligibility, right? For Yes, but some schools, it's up to the school to grant that extra year of eligibility to – certain programs and whatnot right so luckily georgia tech is allowing me to come back yeah so that but that the other thing that happens is do do you feel like that and i'm not saying at georgia tech but just in general in collegiate athletes and it could be across any sport do you feel like that there is a potential to be some animosity on certain teams whether you know it, it could like i said could be golf could be football could be anywhere because people like yourself aren't you know, aren't leaving or aren't turning professional or aren't graduating. And now there becomes a bit of a backlog. And for your coaches, does it make it even tougher from a recruiting standpoint? Because you might actually have, you know, too many guys now. Yeah, I, I actually haven't thought about that, but for sure. I mean, you'll, you'll have some freshmen that were coming in into programs where some seniors were leaving and they're thinking that they have a really good shot at coming in and, Seniors are coming back, and they're like, wow. But for those kids, that I wouldn't get too too upset or kind of just a lack of motivation because if you have better players on your team, you're going to be working harder and you're going to be a better player. But, yeah, I could, I could see how some people could take it the wrong way, and especially with the rec- recruiting, like you said. I mean, coaches definitely have to take a certain amount of money and their scholarships that, that they have available. Sorry, I got something in my throat. 
um, available and stuff like that. But I mean, that I haven't really thought too much into that. Well, and the other thing too is like in your case, I mean, it, it affected the professional events that are out there. It it affects qualifying schools. You know, the the Corn Ferry Tour doesn't have the the promotion that it has this year. So I mean. It's it's kind of a snowball effect from the top down. I mean, if guys can't get off of certain tours, that doesn't open up additional spots. So it becomes a logjam everywhere. So, you know, we, we've yeah. always said, man, stay in school as long as you can. So I guess this is the time that that actually comes to heart, doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. I mean, <laughs> as you know, college is the most fun you're ever going to have. And we've had a blast the last four years. And having another year to go back and be with the boys and hang out and share stories is very cool but i mean the pga tour university has really helped out people in my situation where if we turned pro we would have literally nothing to play in um we'd have some some tours to play in but nothing that would help our status to get on tour and whatnot but this just gives that extra bit of motivation and opportunity for all of us to work hard and kind of treat it like a 10-month q school and get the most out of it and just just get back to college golf for one more year. It's a really fun environment. Awesome. Well, uh, Tyler, again, congratulations on winning the North South and uh, good luck in the rest of the summer season. And, uh, and hopefully, uh, you know, you'll take it easy on my Clemson Tigers come uh, college golf time. <laughs> oh, they're the best. I love coach family. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll probably bring the house down, but we'll, we'll, we'll have fun doing it. That's all right. We'll just return, try and return the favor in the opening uh, football game, I believe. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be – we'll see. Might be a bloodbath. <laughs> hope, hope not, <laughs> Thanks a lot, my man. Have a good one. That was fun talking. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks a lot, Tyler.